Last night I saw you in my dream Now I can't wait to go to sleep And this life is all a dream And my real life starts when I go to sleep My mama, my mama, mama what up, what up, what up? Um, <laughs> I just wanna, I wanna say, to start, man, I need y'all to kind of like bear with me. Um, you follow me on social media. I gave y'all fair warning that you know I was gonna get personal. Um, today, uh, we celebrate my grandmother's birthday. Oh man, um, um. <laughs> Man, we celebrate my grandmother's birthday. Ah, oh, man. Miss Hilda Francis Strain. Um, man, I, I give y'all some of a background, my personal background. Um, I was born in 89. My grandmother passed away in 91. Um, so like, I was, I was still a baby, so I really don't have that much of a memory um, of her, uh, I will say that, you know, right around the time that I found out, um, Corey would be born, it was like, I would, I would have, like, conversations with her every night, real randomly, and see her in dreams, um, I look in the sky, it would be, like, some type of a sign, and, um, I, I knew, like, she was, like, you know, when you, she's well aware that, you know, Corey is about to be the newest addition of the family, um, so, I cherish being a father so much because it's like she, she, my thoughts is like, you know, she sat down with God, like, yo, um, give this to the family, you discuss it, and then it happens. Um, I think like that sometimes. Um, and she's just like a guardian angel. Um, it, it, it's kind of crazy. Like, I can't. I have a hard time, like, even mentioning her name without even breaking down. But, you know, I just want to take this episode and release it on her birthday. That's why it's being released today, 2-17, 2018. Um, you know, I just want to, want to celebrate her life. So, my guests are, you know, like my dad and my aunts. So, um... Because I, I I know I can get, like, the good stories. Like, my father's the oldest, and my aunts grew up with, you know, my grandmother. So, you know, you know I know I'll get those really good stories that we all ask about our grandparents if we, like, either never met them or we don't have any, you know, real good memories of them um, because we were young, any of us. You know, if you lost a grandparent when you were younger or... They, they wasn't really around, you know, something like that. So, you know, from time to time, I asked my siblings and I asked my dad, um, like, so, so what was she like? You know, so, you know, it's one of them things that, you know, I, I appreciate this woman so much, man. I love her so much. Um, I just appreciate everything about her. And I'm just happy that she's always a part of any blessing that I receive, any of us. You know, any of her grandchildren from 
I don't I don't even know Tracy to Rashawn to Takia Shaniqua, Fee, DJ, Jazz, Josh, Jamel, Regine, CJ, Toya, uh, me, um, uh, Dominique, um, and any I, I hope I didn't miss any of us. Uh, you know, um. I just, man, she's always present in any of our lives. I feel like any blessing that we receive, any of us, is is she has a hand in it. And even now, um, Mama Betsy, I just feel like, I think like that, uh, Mr. Strand, Grandpa Strand, um, you know, I think like that. I feel like anything good that happened in any of our lives, that they have a part in it and that they take meetings with the Lord and the Lord just, you know, I don't want to go too deep in it. Y'all going to be like, oh, this nigga's bugging. But, you know, um, this episode is like, you know, I, I know my listeners are my listeners, but we are all family. But this one is really for my family, my cousins, um, because we get a, a nice glimpse of what my grandmother's upbringing was, some of her struggles if she uh raising um, my father and even having a hand in raising my aunts, my great aunts, actually. Um, so, um, let me just, let me borrow y'all ear for a second, one more time. Um, just thank y'all so much. Cause this, what we building, what we building, cause I say we, because without the people that take the time to listen, this. This will fall on deaf ears. Um, just thank y'all, man. We moving. Like, and um, season three is special. And season three is special for situations just like this. An inspirational series for people that I feel don't always get the same recognition because they aren't known people. But, you know, kind of like an unsung hero kind of thing. And, um... Outside of this episode, real quick, I just let y'all know that I'll have people on that you you've never heard of, or you might have heard of, and if you local, you know Baltimore is really small, so you know you'll know these people to a certain degree, and you know they keep me on my toes. I look at their page, or I, I come in contact with them, and I just be like, "Damn, yo, you really doing it?" So, man, it's I'm inspired, you know, to really consistently put push the culture forward. Um, to push everything forward, you know, we are all going to have a good year. And as the summers get, I'm sorry, it's, <laughs> oh, man, I'm sweating up. but um, as the months go on and the weather changes, getting hotter, we, I got something special for y'all in the summertime, real special. We the new celebrities, people, and I want us to all be treated like that. So, um, take a listen to this. And welcome back to another installment of Baltimore County Forever Podcast. This is a very special episode. Um, Tuesday, I gave you guys an episode um, with Corey being my guest because it was her eighth birthday. Um, And the feedback that I'm getting is very well. I appreciate all my listens. But um, about a month ago or so, whenever I actually put out the preludes with my cousins called Family Ties, Jazz, Jazz and Joss, 
Um, Jossie asked me, was I doing an episode specifically based around my grandmother? And um, it didn't dawn on me because initially the idea that I was um, going with, I had a lot of ideas for season two. And one of them was for each barrel. Well, I actually did complete it. Each barrel had their own episode. And for Brooklyn, instead of doing like my actual favorite rappers, the initial idea was I was going to have my um, aunt like give the basis of how my family got to New York from Virginia. So um, I kind of shelved the idea. So now, you know, opportunity presented herself and um, having my grandmother's birthday being today. It's tomorrow. But today, um, I felt like it was appropriate to have um, my aunt, I'm sorry, my great aunt and my father on as guests to celebrate my um, grandmother's birthday. So how you guys doing today? Fine. I'm great. Fine. Great. All right. So um, let's kind of like start from the beginning. Um, uh, Auntie Barbara, like. Where do you fall in the sibling line? Uh, I'm the 10th child born to James and Bessie Poston. Frances, she was born in 1991, if I remember correctly. Wait, no, um, no, wait, 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 wait. 1940. Yeah, 1940. Oh, my, 1940. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. It's your first time on a podcast. Yes, it's okay. Um, so, uh, where where exactly was Grandma born? She was born, I think, in Wardtown, Virginia. That's on the eastern shore. Mm-hmm. Um, ninth of Calvin said, nineteen forty one. Forty. Nineteen forty. Yeah. So, um. What is it like growing up down uh, in the Eastern Shore part of Virginia? Uh, the Eastern Shore, is, now I can say the Eastern Shore is really on the map. Because when we were growing up, and my sister Frances is um, a lot older than I was, um, it was a rural area where, you know, farming that was the main um, thing that, that the black folks did down there. Now, after, what, 40 years, they are, they, you find, you hardly find anyone doing farm work. But like I said, mostly it was farm, farming, and we come from a big family of 14. Mm. So, for, for having 13 other siblings, like, what, what is that like? Because, I mean, I only have four, so... To have that many different siblings and you guys range in age, like, growing up, you guys had, pretty much you really didn't need that many friends, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Growing, growing up was like, um, growing up was like dealing with a whole lot of different personalities and such. It was always a lot going on. Siblings playing jokes on one another. And, um, a lot of, a, a, a lot of good times, especially during the holidays. And then there were the older kids taking care of the younger ones. What about, what, a, what about that time y'all went out and mama caught y'all? 
my goodness, I was grown then. This, uh, <laughs> that, this, <laughs> that was, uh, that was me, Pam, and, and, and Janice, and Jackie Hack. Um, that was early on, but, um, I was talking to my sister, Marianne, the other day. She was telling me, she said, Francis, like I said before, uh, the family did a lot of farming, have to get up in, in the morning, cold mornings, to dig potatoes, uh, pick tomatoes, strawberries, string beans, and so forth. And said that Francis, she would, uh, during the week, she would always have some type of pain or something. But then Friday night, the girl would find her, her straightening cone and, and, and all the sickness has disappeared and she's getting ready to go out for the weekend. So that tells a little something about Frances and, and she was the type too, very loving and giving. She, um, loved, loved, loved her grandkids. She would come to Virginia on vacation every 4th of July and you would think it was Christmas time because she would bring all of the, um, the kids and stuff clothing down there. Very generous, very free hearted. Mm. So, and, um, mm-hmm. so, um, I kind of want to, um, keep, okay. I want to, I got a couple questions about like y'all growing up. So like schools, like uh, what's the age difference between you and uh, grandma? Uh, probably around 10, 11 years. Okay. So like, was it like a situation like you guys going to school, like she'll walk with you to school? Like kind of like, like when, um, when no. I was, okay. When, uh, Francis, when they were growing, like I, like I said, I fall in line 10. They they had they had the, the school the the school had a um like a little sanctuary a little building there and that's where all the kids in the neighborhood would gather to go to school and they could walk maybe about a five minute walk and that is still there it's one of the um, what do you call oh my god. It's like one of the um, buildings that, that's still there. Mm, okay. So I think they tore that building down, but they have like a little emblem or something to, to uh, denote that a building lived there. Mm. I mean, that a building was there. Okay, so, um, you, uh, okay, uh, quick question. Can you tell me something... Can you tell me some things about, uh, what's Grandpa James? James. Uh, can you tell me some things about Grandpa James? Like, I've never really heard any, like, uh, anything really about him. So, uh, is there any, like, uh, stories you could give me about Grandpa James? Or just growing up in a household? What is the, what was the household like? Well, he built that house that we grew up in. Really? He, uh, it was in Bellhaven and... It was our house, and next door, and next door to his house was my great was my grandfather's house, and next to and the third house belonged to my to my aunt to uh, my aunt Annie, and uh, during like I said, 
he was a very hard worker because all he knew was farming. And a lot of the kids really didn't get a formal education because he uh, he had the kids stay at home to help him do the farming. Mm. And then he had a little business going too where he would, uh, he made, um, what do you mean? He figurines. made, um, what do you call those things? Like the President Kennedy. Figurines. Uh, Calvin, what did they call? What the, were they? They were figurines. He did, uh, yeah, the something Kennedy like brothers. figurines of JFK, So, um, from Virginia, uh, grandma went to New York. Dad, you were born in Virginia. Right. Okay. So, um, so, okay. So you were born in Virginia and you guys are kind of close in age. So is it a, is it a situation like me and Kaylin, like you guys growing up and it's like, oh, well, you kind of, you're my nephew, but you're kind of like... Yes. Oh, okay. Especially with um, me, Pam, and Janice, and Debbie. Me, Pam, Janice, Debbie, and Butch. Because we all within years apart. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's dope, man. So, um, when did you guys go from from Virginia to New York? In 66. Okay. Now, um, Auntie Barbara, when did you get to New York? I got to New York in 71. Okay, now when you first got to New York, how old were you? Uh, I was prob- I was still in school. I was probably like 20, like 20 years old, something like that in that age. So have you, have you always... And I stayed... Hmm? I'm sorry, go ahead. And I stayed, when I came to New York, it was supposed to have been just... Uh, summer vacation from school mm-hmm. and what happened I came to New York I stayed with your grandmother in Far Rockaway and from then on I just fell in love with New York and I, I I've been here every day so what what attracted you to New York outside of you know you said you fell in love with New York like what what made you fall in love with New York it was it because it was a city versus being growing up in a rural area just um, being from the country, you know, when I was a little girl, I used to lie in bed and I would say, you know what, when I grow up, I'm going to live in New York City. I went to school, college in Norfolk, and uh, which is kind of like the city, but it was always has been a dream of mine to live in New York. So what was what was the 70s like growing or what was the 70s like in Far Rockaway or in New York in general? Uh, the 70s, we it was a lot of partying going on during that time. <laughs> 74, I had my first uh, first kid. So it was a lot of house parties. So unlike what's going on uh, in the family today. You know, with families today, I find that they're more, more close-knitted during that time. 
people were more uh, generous, they were considerate of your, you know, of your feelings and so forth. Mm-hmm. But overall, you know, uh, family was a very important factor. Uh, like every summer, every we would go to Boston and visit my sister in Massachusetts. And uh, that was like a, a gathering hole. She was like the mont- uh matriarch there in, in the city uh, of Massachusetts. Hmm. So, okay, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Now, the family originates from Virginia, and then we went, and then we like kind of like migrated to Boston, and Grandma just, was Grandma the first person to go to New York? No. Who was the first person? Uh, Julius. Yes, like Calvin? Julius was the first. Oh, yes, that's right. It was Julius, and I think, and Mary Ann. Julius and, then, and uh, Buddy. They was in the Bronx. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. they took it. And I think they, why, why your grandmother came to New York, I think why your grandmother came to New York is because of your grandfather, William. He was working at Yonkers Racetrack. Yeah. Track, and then he just bought the kids, bought, moved the family from um, Virginia to to New York. Hmm. Oh, okay. So he, he, wait, he, was he like a jockey or? No, he's a little too tall to be a no, jockey. he huh? was <laughs> a groomer. Yeah, I'm about to say, he's a pretty tall jockey at that point then. Um, so, um, real quick, Boston, how, how does Boston, um, you mentioned, you mentioned, um, a sister lived up there, but how does, Boston fit into our family? Like, why is Boston so important to our family? Oh, um, my brother-in-law, Habert, he was well-known. Robert, a cousin, a first cousin of ours, he moved to Boston. And then he contacted Habert, which is Charlotte's father, my niece, to come to, uh, to move to Massachusetts. He was in the um, he was in the navy, mm. and uh, that's where he he recruited a lot of family members to come to uh, um, to Massachusetts. That's mm. how he got there. But your your grandmother, I don't think she ever lived. She ever lived in the, um, Boston. I don't. Think she ever lived in Boston? No, she would just make her visit and so forth. Because Atha, Atha Thelma went up there, then Buddy and uh, Julius went, then and then Marianne, Marianne, then okay. Doris, uh huh, then and Billy, Billy, Billy. then Conway uh-huh. and Barbara, then Irvin, Irvin, and and then my mother and father they went to Massachusetts they stayed here for maybe three or four months and that was a big uh transition for my younger sisters because they um because they um they had to you know transfer schools and so forth and they and the kids up there thought they could take advantage of the, the country kids you know Pam always said that, no, not Pam, but Janice said all, she always had to fight for Pam after school 
because Pam would run her little mouth and then she had to come and defend her. <laughs> Plus, they they went up there doing the uh, integration section of uh, doing the integration of the schools. So that that kind of put a strain on them too, because that wasn't something they was used to. Hmm. Exactly, they're used to going to school with basically black people, and right. like I was telling my cousin Rose the other day, when we grew up, there were only black and white. But hmm. if you go to the Eastern Shore now, you it's like a melting pot. Yeah, and a lot of Haitians, a lot of Mexicans, a lot of Chinese, you know, and uh, people that, like I said. When I was growing up, I didn't even know the different types, the different um, types of people. White people were white people, even though they could have been Jews or Italian, Russian, whatever. Mm-hmm. We just referred to them as white people. <laughs> That's when you don't know, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so, Daddy, I know we, we talked about this on um, the Far Rockaway stories, but... Um, Give me give me a couple memories of growing up in grandma's household. Mm. Francis didn't take no mess, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't there. I only came during the summer for summer months, so Calvin, you have to get <laughs> So like what uh like what do you mean? Like was it okay? I'll give you a better question. Everybody was respectful of their parents back then. It was no talking back. You didn't say whatever you wanted to say out of your mouth. If you did, it better be under your breath. And even then, she can hear you. <laughs> so, <coughs> what have you? What What did you take from her in order to raise us properly? Mm. Like, what did she instill in you that? You carry through all five kids. Five, yeah, five. It's five. It's five of us. All right, I'm the last one, right? All right. I get. That's a tough one. Calvin, let me help you out on that. Thank you. Question: Let me tell you. Let me tell you something about my sister Hilda. When she would take the kids to church, I never understood. Why did she give them a little spanking or a little beating before they got to the church? She said because she knew that they were going to act up. (laughs) She took took care of that before they reached church. (laughs) So you got a a pre-beating just in case? So what if you never did anything? Let me jolt your memory. And another thing, and another thing about my sister Hilda, she could cook oh my god and um i remember the first time that i realized that she could cook was when her daughter patricia got married and she made the east rolls and i was like oh my god where did these east rolls come from and i was shocked to know that you know she she made the east rolls from scratch and a can of string beans. I don't know what she did to those string beans, but <laughs> they they taste like you just went in your garden, uh, bought them in the house, washed them, cleaned them, seasoned them, 
them and and uh, put them on the stove to cook. Oh my God, man! Yeah, so very very good cook. Uh, and I and I and I think she said that she was making East rolls from the time she was eight years old. Since she was eight. Since she was eight. Jeez. Yeah. So that says a lot about the kids that were born back there until the kids until the kids who were born today. Me too. I didn't know how to cook until I was a grown woman married. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. But my younger siblings, they knew how they could handle a household at a very young age. So what's the uh-huh. thing about uh, her leather skirts? Her leather skirts? Yeah, Toya was always, they always talked about grandma wearing like leather skirts. Oh, no. uh, yeah, I yeah. Don't know. I don't think, I don't think I was around then, but I know one thing. If she, would, if she would tell you a joke, she would laugh. I mean, she wouldn't even give you a chance to laugh. She couldn't <laughs> even tell the story properly without laughing and going on. And she that. would laugh until tears come to her eyes. That's one <laughs> thing about her. She laughed, laughed, laughed. And if, if, if the tears came out of her eyes, I don't know if it came from somewhere else. <laughs> no, you, you talk about her leather skirts, but mommy was a dresser. Yeah, she loved the dress. What, what's the? You remember you used to say, Grandma. Uh, Grandma used to um walk to work in her high heel and her heels and her. Uh, to work, she used to wear her heels and her mini skirts. Well, no leather skirt, was it? Mm-hmm. it okay, it was. Okay. Um, her trap pants, her trap outfit. Y'all eat with the heels. I am. Oh. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for her. That was it. Yeah, that was it. I just wanted to, I wanted verification. I, I mean, I do fact checks nowadays on my podcast. Um, but, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, you said she was a big dresser? She loved the dress. Man. Loved the dress. And she loved to dress, dress uh, everybody in the family. Like yeah. I said, 4th of July was like Christmas because in her suitcase, she would have things for my mom, for yeah. my, her sisters, you know. She would she clean all the closet and, and uh, take them down to Mama. Mm. Every summer. Man. Man. That's... Oh, my God. So, um, man. So, okay. Auntie Brother, how, how exactly did you end up in Brooklyn then? I was going to, I was living in Virginia, uh, in Norfolk, and then I decided to come to to New York for a summer vacation because usually every year I would go to to Boston. So I was like, well, you know what? Let me change it up. So I asked my sister if I could come and stay the summer with her and find a job. And sure enough, I was, she got me in on um, at Studley. Oh. That's the vacuum paper company where she worked for years and years until I think she retired from there or until her sickness. So uh, health was and, bad. And she couldn't and she couldn't work anymore. Mm. Uh-huh. So um uh So daddy, you you um you are the oldest. 
Mm-hmm. So who's the oldest? I am, out of the six of us. So, um, okay, outside of the church, the church pre-beatings, y'all got mm-hmm. what? What was the worst? Like worst beating? Yeah. What was the worst? Uh, what was? Yeah. What was the worst beating you got from her? When that I, you remember, like to this day, I, I remember, remember this one. All, just about all of them. <laughs> like, the worst one was when I tried to set that man Forrest off um, woods on fire. Do what? I was trying to set the man woods on fire. I was playing with matches. What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> I was playing with matches. And I started a little fire and it wouldn't catch. So I covered that one up and started another one. And then when I looked up, Uncle Connie was sitting on the fence looking at me. He said, come on, let's go and see Francis. <laughs> and he took me in the house. And How old were you then? I must have been about eight. <laughs> come on, Boy, see Francis. When, when mommy came home and went and sent them out to get them switches, mm-hmm. mm. he took my ass up. Oh, man. <laughs> that one and the time that I let everybody just run crazy in the house and had some of them, we had a had a porch, and on the had a porch with a cover over it, and there was windows right there. So the, when she came around the corner, the kids was out on the on the roof of the porch, cause you just lift the window up and you step right out. <laughs> we was just playing throughout the house. I got a beating for that, cause I wasn't watching the kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, it cost to be the oldest, huh? Yeah. Um. So um. If let's say let's say um let's say Caitlin comes to you and she says uh what what is what is your fondest memory of my great grandmother? What would you say to her? Fondest memory? Yeah, like what is something that Caitlin can you know you sit down and just any of us? I, I mean, I'm pretty sure Tracy will have this conversation with her because Caitlin's old at this point, but. Just like if she came to you, like like how most of the time, like because because I was born in eighty nine and she passed. I was what like two. She passed in ninety one. So um like I don't really I can't remember anything. So like even not as far as Kaylin, but if like me or me Jazz Jazz anybody that's my age and younger, like what what can we what is a story that that that's like so cool about her like. You know, besides like the strong Pepsi, I remember everybody always talk about her and the Pepsi, which I didn't know. I remember talking to Kristen one time and she was like, uh, she was like, yeah, the Pepsi got to be good. It got to bite or something like that. And then it's like, it got to be real cold. And then like, it made me think about the stories that y'all tell me about her. But like, I would say just whenever you had a problem, you just come in and sit down and talk with her and she would, she would steer you in the right direction and really break it down to you. If you were doing wrong, she would check you. That's, mm-hmm. that's one thing about mommy. If she's seen you doing something wrong, she might let it slide for a minute, but she gonna pull you up and tell you about it. Hmm. Yeah. So, what do you think? How, how do you think? How do y'all think she would feel about like today's society? Oh, she have a fit. She would have a fit. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way she practically raised her six kids. You know, as a single, as a single parent, and she did a damn good job. 
you know, her boys, especially having boys raised in the city, none of them went to jail. And her daughter, she is a model, model, uh, what you would call a, a perfect young lady that any mother would be proud to consider, you know, consider to have a daughter like her cat, you know. Hmm. And um, she will probably be am- amazed at the technology and stuff. I know she would. Especially TV, the way she liked to watch TV. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you know, I remember, something else I I remember about her was when um, they were having the trial with Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill, and she was like, I know he did it. I know he did it. He said, she said, "Uh -uh. Uh -uh. They they might can't prove it, they might can't prove it, but I know he did everything she said that this man did. And um, and I and it's funny because I, again I was talking to my cousin Rose and I said Rose, I said you know when this Me Too stuff came about, I said I remember watching Anita Hill when they had the um, the court. They were having a court hearing or something about Clarence Thomas and her and he he denied ever saying the things that she accused him of saying mm-hmm. and I said was this me too if Francis was alive she was gonna say he should have been included in that as well yeah with them other guys like Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein and so forth I mm-hmm. forgot about that and he's still on the, on the Supreme Court mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I hear his yeah. name frequently still. Um, yeah, they showed him the other day and he was squished down in his seat. I will try to look at him. <laughs> so, um... Let me see. I think, I think that's... Uh, but when it came down to, like Barbara said, every summer, we will have something down in uh, 4th of July, Virginia. Once mommy passed, I don't know if Barbara agreed with me or not, but once she passed, it hadn't been the same. Not like it was when she was alive. So it was just, she just was that, that spark. Yeah. If you didn't have no, if you come down there talking about you ain't had no money, before you, before she was finished with you, you were giving up that cash. <laughs> so you were going to contribute. You weren't going to sit around and eat and drink and not put nothing in. She made sure of that. Yeah. So when she hit the so when she hit the state, where your money? She start going around because we never ran out. We never ran out. There was nobody going out to get some more hamburger rolls and all that shit. Yeah, she would get those gamblers first, <laughs> right, Barbara? Yep, exactly. And another thing with uh, my sister' funeral. Uh, when they had her, well, they buried her and they shipped the body back to, back to Virginia. Had a service for her here in New York as well. Mm-hmm. And that that uh, wake, she and another Italian lady I used to work with at um, when I was when I was working at Time Inc. a company in the city. The lady died, and my sister Frances and Anne Grazioli, they had so many flowers. As you walked 
old. It was as up to this day, I still can recall the uh, smelling how those flowers smell. I have never attended a service that had so many flowers without exaggeration. I know they had to be at least uh, 45 or 50 reeds, so that shows a lot. And the people that poured out for her, my thing was, I didn't know my sister knew these many people, mm. but she had a, a large um, going away party. Mm. So it, it was two, it was two services? Yeah. Huh. Okay. One in New York and then the one down in Virginia. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so, um, in closing, uh, I, I really wanted to do this episode. Uh, like I said, like the memories, I, I really don't have, what was it? Well, I, I don't remember anything. Like, so like when, when I was born, was she, she wasn't in Baltimore, was she? No, I used to, during the time she was sick, you were my road dog. So we would ride back and forth up there. Mm, okay. Yeah. Because uh, you were the baby at the time. Oh, man. Yeah, but in closing, I, I just want to say happy birthday, Grandma. Uh, this means so much. Uh, I really do think that, you know, you have your hand in a lot of the stuff that happens in our lives now. For all of everybody in the family from the top to the bottom. Um, and, like, I really, I really wanted to do this episode for like my first cousins. So like a lot of us, oh, I'm sorry, a lot of us, am I saying it right? A lot of us, <laughs> a lot of us don't really either one can't remember or just wasn't around when she was alive. So I felt like this was a nice uh, tribute or just something to give you something to, you know, get a glimpse of how our grandmother, our great grandmother, our great great grandmother was. So, um, Thank y'all so much for being on. Uh, yes, it's my pleasure, and I'm pretty sure if my other sisters was around, they would have a lot, lot more stories to share. You know about your grandmother. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I, I just, I, I got an idea. The next time we all come to Virginia, that we could possibly do another episode, like a Fourth of July episode or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Just thank y'all so much. Okay, my pleasure. All right, auntie. Okay, babe. Love you. Love you too. Bye-bye. And this is going to be the toughest part, but she was my first acting teacher. She told me, stand up straight, put your shoulders back, act like you got some sense. (laughs) We would go places and I would wild out and she says, act like you've been somewhere. Uh, and then when I would act a fool, she would, she would beat me. She would whoop me. And she could get an Oscar for the way she whooped me because she was great at it. And after she whipped me, she would talk to me and tell me why she whipped me. Said, I want you to be a Southern gentleman. And uh, she still talks to me now. Only now she talks to me in my dreams. And I can't wait to go to sleep tonight because we've got a lot to talk about. I love you.